It's Sunday, May 26th, and you're listening to In the Wheelhouse. ITW is a spontaneous discussion between two old friends on the Chicago Cubs and other baseball-related topics. I'm Tom Hockney. And I'm Leo Fontana. Today in In the Wheelhouse, we welcome back our resident expert on the New York Yankees, Jeff Weiss. We'll also be going deep into the Chicago Cubs, as we always do. And we'll talk about Derek Dietrich trying to lighten things up. Um, Adam Eaton and Jeff and Todd Fraser can't seem to get along. And I screwed up the intro, but that's okay. Jeff, we're just really glad to have you back. It's great. Yeah. Good to be Good to be back. Good where, to be back where, where are you coming to us from right now? I'm coming to you from uh, Boynton Beach, Oh, okay. Florida. All right. And this is your full-time residence year-round now? This is – what are you yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes, this is, this is my full-time residence. So, all right. Well, good. It's, it's just great to have you back. You know, the Yankees have been playing well. It just seemed like the right time to have you on. Uh, so, so great to have you back. I have a little news. I'm going to be traveling to St. Louis next weekend. I've been canvassing my friends in St. Louis to somehow get me tickets to the Cardinal Cubs series, and I'll be going uh, Saturday night. Well, so well, good, excited. good luck, yeah. Cubs. Good luck to you, uh, and good luck uh, with the uh, with the classy St. Louis fans. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what is it? What is it that you say, Tom? It's the intersection between. Uh, I don't I don't I don't remember that saying. I just know that I've I've been there and it's it's they're like they're like um unlike Sox fans, White Sox fans where you'll get accosted if you wear, you know, your your Cubs or Tiger gear or in your case Jeff your Yankee gear. Uh they're like Philadelphia fans on the south side of Chicago. Um St. Louis they're a little bit more subdued in their uh in the way that they uh they they watch their teams. They're kind of snobs, and they're and they're somewhat they are. and they're and they're a little bit racist too. So, so not as they, bad as they Boston. They imagine but... themselves. They imagine themselves baseball geniuses. Right. And, and, are, you sure, are you sure? Are you sure we're not talking about? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They're not as bad as Boston on the racism side, but they're they're pretty bad. <laughs> well, and also welcome, Jeff. It's great to have you back. So, all right, so let's let's get right to it. And, and we're going to begin, as we have Jeff here, we're going to begin with the New York Yankees, who are in first place. I think at, at the last time I checked, it's four-and-a-half game lead over the Rays. And, uh, what, but, but they've been riddled with injuries. I, I joked last week that they're single-handedly killing Obamacare. What's going on? How have they been able to win? Uh, is it that they just play the Baltimore Orioles every other series? <laughs> Well, first of all, when you look at the caliber of players that are gone, Judge, Paxson, Sebastia, Stanton, Tulewiski, Andujar, Batanitz's Bird, um, Didi Gregorius, I mean, within there are three of our best players yep. and, two, and two of our best pitchers. And, and, and how the Yankees are doing it, um, I'm going to tell you how they're doing it. They're, they're calling up these young guys, Gio, Ursula, uh, Estrada, they made, they made a very good move for DJ uh, Mathieu. From, oh, LeMay, uh, yeah. LeMay, yeah. right? And, uh, and everybody's hitting. Everybody's hitting. Luke Voigt uh, looks like he's going to be the first baseman for a long time. Um, uh, Gar- Gar- Gardner's is Mr. Stepper, too, but he's coming on, too. Um, the kid, this, this is what happens. It's very interesting. The kids don't feel like they're the AA team anymore. The, the kids kind of huddle together, 
And and what's happened out of that is, and, and uh, I may be wrong. I picked this up this morning. Where is this? Where did I put that? Did the Yankees had a, I think it was a three-game lead on? Yeah, it's it's three games. Yeah, yeah, right. right. It, it's, it's a three-game lead on uh, on Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, uh, Tampa Bay. And then seven and a half on right, Boston. Right. So, I mean, when you look at our schedule so far, I mean, we've played – uh, what my dad used to call Detroit. You know, we played oh, a lot of ball. Yeah. We, you, you can make fun we, of Detroit, we, but Detroit beat the crap out of the Yankees in the playoffs in the last 10 years. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah, de- yeah, definitely. And then, uh, you know, we, we played Houston, which we haven't played well. We actually played very well uh, in in the, the big A, the Angels. Yeah. Um, but, but we aren't, you know, is, you can say we are beating the weak teams. That's right. But you also are saying we're beating the teams that we should be. Yeah. Well, let, and, let me give you some sobering statistics, Jeff. Because, uh, first of all, let's just talk about the injury thing for a second. You have nine, uh, uh, nine of your 14 guys that are on the um, – that are sent to Illinois that are on the uh, injured <laughs> report are on the 60 day injury report. That's, that's scary. And some yeah. of those nine are, like you said, the big, big stars. So that's, one thing. Yeah. that's one thing. The other thing is against below 500 teams, you're 27 and eight against 500 mm-hmm. and better teams. You're eight and eight. What? Yeah, that's it's it's really really. If you if I had to look at it, I would say the Yankees. And in fact, if you go back to last year, they're one game better than they were um, last year on this very same date. The remarkable thing, as Leo mentioned, and as you well know, they're 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 winning that division with half of their team. Um, yeah. you know, and, and and you know we're we're getting good, we're getting good pitching, we're getting you know so. So, be, being eight and eight against uh, uh, teams with winning records, uh, boys, I look at that as a good no, thing. No, 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 that's thing. not a good thing. It's not a good thing at all. No, I'm not. Tell you why it's a good. Oh, oh. Tell you why it's a good thing. It's a good thing because we're eight and eight with the field that we're that we are yeah. fielding, and, and and we played Houston um, earlier in the season. We put, we played Arizona earlier in the season. Um, the Yankees a month ago weren't right. hitting at all. They were winning five, six games in a row, but they had gone eight games without having ten hits in a game. Yeah. Um, um, so I, I, I think we, we take a look at this now, and then on. Then on, where are we? We're uh, May, yeah, we're, we're we're in June. Okay, okay. We look in June. Um, they open with two games against Boston. Boston's in for four for, for four games. It's early in the season. They're seven and a half out. I I would say they almost have to win three wow. out of four. Yeah. I, I would say they almost have to. And you know what? You never know what's going to happen with, with, with a Boston Yankees series. No, um, there have been many so, turning points in many seasons uh, and, and there, in these series. There's a lot of pluses that the Yankees have. For one thing, um, like you said, that 8-8, eight and eight, you can look at it like, well, by the time they have to really take on a lot of those over 500 teams, some of those players will be back that they need to kind of shore up the Yankees as they make the run towards the postseason. Um, but, you know, t- 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 do you know anything about this guy named Domingo German? 
or because yes. he is nine and one, and wow. he is really the the anchor of the starting staff right now, um, due to all the injuries. Well, he's totally made up for Severino, and he he's an interesting guy. Um, he has four pitches. The Yankees really saw him as a reliever. They did not see him as a starter. But out of necessity, they've had to give him some starts. And he's got some great pitches. He's very calm. Um, so, yeah, I, 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 I would say that uh, Domingo German, um, uh, DJ LeMayu, Ursula, Torres, and Voigt, um, and, and, and even this Estrada out right. of nowhere. Don't forget about Glabar Torres. I mean, oh, God, Glabar Torres, the one-man wrecking machine of the Baltimore Orioles. Yeah. I mean. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's really interesting because he's got 11 home runs against Baltimore, and he's got, I think, 13 right. regularly. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and Sanchez, I think, has 11 against Baltimore and, like, 15 regularly. And if you remember, the guy who really kills Baltimore right. is Judge. Well, so you know the positive story is is Gary Sanchez this year because you know, yes. as you well know, he has struggled mightily offensively the last year and a half uh, since he was injured in tw- in twenty seventeen. But he's really, really rebounded nicely this year. Yeah, he, he he's a bit of an all or nothing player. But you know, as I look at the schedule, we finished with Kansas City today. Then we come home, we have three against San Diego. We have four against Boston. Then, believe it or not, well, I'm in the wrong, I'm in the wrong month. We have, we have Boston, then we have three against Toronto and Toronto. We have three against Cleveland. We have two against the Mets. Then we go to the White Sox. See, he, here's what's also interesting looking at it. You can argue that there are six decent teams in the American League, and there are probably seven decent teams yeah. in the National League. The difference, as I see it, is the fall-off between the, the, the decent teams in the American League um, to, the, to, the, to the lousy teams is much quicker than it is in, in, for in sure. the National League. For sure. They're, they're just too, too many bad teams. Yeah, there's a, yeah. So well, that's the National League. I mean, the National League has a lot more parity. There's a, they're they're more bunched together. I mean, I think every division is in a pennant race, whereas in the American League. The only real pennant race I'm seeing is the American League East, you know, and, and Boston's still seven and a half out, and they're in third. What, right. Tampa Bay at three and a half? I mean, it, it, you know, there's going to be a race there, but there won't be one in the West, and there won't be one in the set, you know. This, this, remember, Boston was 14 and a half up on us in 78 right. in August. So, so, you know, these things do happen, um, but th- there is no reason – to be anything but pleased that we're keeping it together against the teams well, we're playing. And yeah. one, of the, one of the questions you had here in the rundown is, is whether I thought that Cashman and Boone are geniuses or, or we play the bad teams. Um, I think Cashman's done a really good job. I think he picked, he picked up Voight, who no one really heard of. And, and Voight seems, if he stays healthy, that he's going to be our first baseman for a <laughs> long time. Ur- Ursella is can he keep hitting like this? I don't see any way. But, but he's he, with men scoring position. He's this is, this is a guy who's a career minor leaguer. I looked at his baseball reference page. He's hardly done anything. Right. He has, Absolutely. Uh, absolutely. But, but here's what we're going to run into. 
So, so here's who's going to be back. We, we're going to have an infield coming back with still Estrada, Torres, LeMayu, Ursula, uh, Torres, um, Didi, yeah. and Voigt. So yeah, who's right, going to play? That's the big right. thing. I mean, that you have a crowded infield. I, I mean, you, you, I have, I, 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 I got, yeah, I got to tell you, this guy Estrada, I mean, you can just see this guy can hit. I mean, it come, comes off the bat. I knew when I gave him number 30, they thought something wow. of it. So, so, uh, yeah, so, so, so am I shocked that we're sitting where we're sitting? Yes, I'm, I'm shocked. Um, and since I'm retired, I watch like every inning of every game. And, um, but but I, I, I think we have a tough month of June coming up, and I think we have a tough month of July. We're not gonna we're not gonna get back several. That's tough. Um, um, there is some real question about how much Paxton is going to be able to help us because he threw another bullpen session, but it's one of these bullpen sessions where his knee is still a little mm. cranky, but he he wants to play through it. CC is a three or four inning pitcher, so we really we really need to. I I don't I don't think we would trade Ursula. I don't think we would trade Torres, but but would we trade? Um, uh, what am I thinking about? Who's our, our, our normal third baseman? What's what? I don't know. I don't know. It's uh, Ur- Ursula and Ursula Andrews, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's Ursula Andrews. No, 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 no. It's the guy who just got he just got shoulder surgeries after the year. And Andrew, Andrew, right. Right. Yeah, they're not they're not getting rid of him. Ursula's the odd man out yeah. once everybody's back healthy. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I have uh, I have brought up the name uh, of uh, Didi, but I have been blown off the map by my by my uh, cohorts. And you know what? He's a, he's a lefty. He's a he's team great. Leader. He's a, I think he's a great player. He's, he's great. They're not getting rid of him. They're not no, getting rid of no Torres. Yeah, but, there's no way. <laughs> yeah. But it, yeah. and, and and you know, you look at the outfield. Uh, Gardner, all of a sudden, he's hitting 245. He couldn't do anything. Um, we have a problem with the fact that Clint Fraser is a, an orange cone. <laughs> he, 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 seriously, he dropped the ball I saw. last night that was I right saw. to him. He, he overran a ball. He's just not a good fielder. Um, I actually like the outfield right now more. With with Mabin and uh, and uh, is it Toch, Tochman? Uh, yeah, Tochman. The names though. No, 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 no. Mabin Hitch Hicks and uh, oh, Aaron Hicks. And, yeah, yeah, Aaron Hicks and uh, and Guardy, because because I, I I think that yeah, but but we're also coming, we're also going to come back to a team of designated yeah, yeah right. Because because I talked to my you know talk to my friends about Stan. It's very interesting. And they told me last year that Stan's the kind of guy who comes in, he gets one injury, and next thing you know, while he's rehabbing, he has right. another injury. And then next time he has another injury. Well, he played in 152 games for Miami in 17. I believe he played in 150 games for us. Uh, I hate to say the guy at his $32 million a year is a question mark, but – he really, he really is a much better Dave Kamen. He's That's a right. home run or, stru- or strikeout yeah. guy. So, so, so anyway, anyway, but, but uh, these guys will be coming back. I don't know. I really, I don't know 
what's going to happen. You, you really do have like I, all these, I, I, I'd say players who are good at one thing, but they're not complete players. And if you look at the roster and, and it's, it, it's a lot of players that don't really fit. So it'll be interesting to see right. what happens when, when guys start coming back and some of the decisions they make. But so, hey, that that's not true yeah, about Aaron Judge, though. He, he's a complete player. He's not. A yes, no. He's player. he's not. He's not like no, no, Stanton is. is no, he's yeah. a. He's a. No, yeah. no, Judge is a is a complete player, but it's at the time. And and again, I remember when Phil Simms during his first years of the Giants. Is the time that you have to wonder: Is Judge a little accident? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a big he football be. player playing a baseball game. I don't think he's going to have the. The, the injury history that Stanton has. And, I, and, and again, you got almost got to give the guy the benefit of the doubt because he's been so good to start out his career. Um, yeah. I, I, he, I don't think the, the, the woes of the Yankees, which I think will play themselves out later in the summer, um, are, are, are not related to Aaron Judge. I think that, yeah. you know, one thing – here's one thing that I, that's kind of sobering. When you look at the – best bullpens going into the season season the Yankees were head and shoulders the best bullpen in the majors now they're kind of in the middle of the pack with the Cubs being near the bottom we'll talk about that in a minute it, from, no, from no, save, I, save conversions I, the, Yankees, not, yeah. I, yeah, the, the Yankees have I, seven I, blown saves <clears throat> excuse me out of 25 opportunities that's a little bit troubling because I like because we know how important the bullpen is towards the end of the season. I don't think the Yankees are going to win the yeah. World Series, but I think they're pretty darn good and they're probably going to hang around for a while. I I I I would take exception with you. I think for the last month the bullpen has been unbelievable. I think that uh, um, uh, Chapman has reinvented himself. Throws 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 a lot of sliders. Um, he's 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 fourteen out of fifteen. Um, Britain, who is having a trouble getting the ball over, has been excellent. Um, Canely, who was nothing from a white sack, is he's one of our really count on guys. So, I, I, I take a little homage <laughs> okay. to bullpen. I, I, I know what you're saying because I look, I have a group of Yankee fans, and I'm the first one you know, off the boat. <laughs> this bullpen, this bullpen sucks. How are we gonna win? How would possibly win? But I'd, I'd say, in, you know, when they got off to six and nine, that was an issue. I think with the second best record in in, in baseball, I think that the bullpen has been, you know, guys guys like uh, um, even Hap. We're, we're going to get five innings yeah. out of them, right? Uh, right. See, 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 on a parade fire. <laughs> so, so I I believe we will go as far as this bullpen takes us. And I believe that we will we will get another starter. Uh, and uh, well, I think it's good. I, what what I want to know though is about this game you play with your friends, which is you guys each have to pick which Yankee will be gone from the team first. What is this all about? Yes. Well, this is. <laughs> I'll, tell you, I'll tell you a quick version. A, a friend of mine who I worked at summer camp with in the seventies. I, I didn't like him at all. I really didn't. But I ran into him at a Yankee playoff game in 96. And from 96 until his unfortunate death in 2006, we talked every single wow. day. Every, seriously, every single day. I don't even talk to my parole officer every day. <laughs> well, yeah. but, 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 but so one year, we started saying, saying, now, who will be the first Yankee gone? 
Now it's hard to look at them now because there's 12 guys on. We, women gone, right. gone. And so it was called Flag Day, and we each would pick who would be gone by Flag, <laughs> flag Day. In, 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 90, in 97, I had the winner. I had Fat Toe to rock <laughs> in, in, in 98, he had Dale oh, Swim. Oh, God, yeah, Dale Swim. swim. Yeah. In, 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 in 1999, I had Mike Butler. Nice. That's awesome. In, in, in 2000, he had Conseco. Oh, wow. And in 2000, 2001, I had Nick Johnson. Now, this, that is, that is so. like I said, this is a tough year to, to, to do because you everyone yeah. we talk about we talk about Tatsman, and but he is such a better he's such a better outfielder than definitely than Frazier, and I would say at this point he's a better outfielder than Gardner. So I, I think you'll see him coming up and down. Um, but but yeah, right. It's, it's a it's a little I, I hard have, to play it this year just because with all the replacement parts. Because there's got a lot of Absolutely. guys are going to be gone, but um, I I, 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 wait a minute. I don't think oh. it's that hard. I think it's Kendra's Morales or Troy Tulowitzki myself. Once yeah, they actually, come back, Tulowitzki would be a good candidate. But they're paying him a lot of money, aren't they? I know they are, but I just don't think he can hit the yeah. ball anymore. They, be, you know, no, you know what? You know what? I, I, I think Tulowitzki is, is is a good pick because because the truth is he's going to start coming back when everybody comes back and. His his he's trying to learn how to play third base. You know what? I did not de- know DJ LeMay because because as, as, as he's as a I great hitter. Leonard, yes, he is. As I told Leonard, Leonard, I'm more a Yankees fan than anything else. So I don't sit down and watch Boston play uh, Seattle or whatever. But but I have very good friends who are Colorado fans and who told me about this guy. And the big question was how are we going to keep him in the lineup? And out of the lineup, the, the, the question is, how are we possibly going to keep him out of the lineup? Yeah. He, he, does, he does everything right. He's a big guy, so I would think he would hit for more power. But, uh, hey, look, they say these are good, good uh, questions, right. problems to have. And, and, and the last thing I would say to, to this part of the discussion is I am beyond thrilled <laughs> and, and, and shocked. It, yeah, as well, you should be. Well, look. And, 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 and you know what, Tom? How it'll be in another month? I well, let's I let's know, put but... it let's put it in these terms. Then looking at the Yankee team as it as it is constructed right now, you know, assuming that you're going to get guys back and so on and so forth, I want you to take a look at the Cubs roster, and I want you to pick one pitcher and one position player that, if you could have your pick, who would you put on the Yankees? And then we'll do the same for the Yankees. We'll. It, 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 it's interesting because I knew this was my assignment, and and as I said. Uh, I'm a Yankee Obviously. fan. I'm not a baseball fan. I'm a Yankee fan. But, 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 but I, I, I know what everybody's records are. But So I, I called my boys in Chicago. Who are underneath who, the Gambino family. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, who, 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 who are Cubs fans. Yeah. And, and uh, we had, there was a lot of argument, but, but the, the – the, the, the regular player they, they chose was Rizzo. Mm. And with much discussion, because there were a lot of people who wanted to go another way, but I kind of pushed this one. We took mm, Lester. Wow. Because Lester's three and three with a 260 RA and still seems to be, to me, to, to be the potential stopper wow. on that staff. So that's, 
I hope you're right. right. Yeah, I hope you're right, too. (laughs) Those are good choices. Rizzo's a great choice, you know, but uh, I think Baez is their best player. Right. But but it's not like you don't have infielders. All right. um, So, Tom, who would you take on the Yankees? So, for me, uh, I kind of looked at it almost from a flipping standpoint. I'm going to take this (laughs) Domingo German, um, (laughs) who's pitching so well right now, um, as my pitcher. And I just want Glabar. Torres Glaber. back, even if it's just for five minutes. Yeah, yeah. I would, I would take Glaber Torres and throw Addison Russell off the roster. Yeah. And, and yeah. I, 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 I have to tell you, Glaber, you guys talk the Glaber. You look at guys like Torres and Estrada. These guys were taught how to play. They Correct. You could say Estrada. I had seriously, I hadn't heard of him, but but he was wearing number thirty, so that always means something. From the first swing. You could tell that they That's they, great. They, yeah. That's so, true so, about, yeah. so, that's so, true so, about and, Baez, too. Baez is out of, cut out of that same yeah. block. A- anyway, I, I would think by uh, by July 1st, we'll have a, a better feel of what's going on. All right. So so there was been some stuff in the news, and this is New York related. So we, we decided, you know, you're, even though you live in Tampa, we'll still ask you. I mean, this is the beef that has to do with Adam Eaton and Todd Frazier. I, 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 I live in Boynton, oh, Boynton Beach. Beach. Okay. Well, are there a lot of Mets fans in Boynton Beach? Have you had a chance to talk to anybody about this uh, dust well, up that happened? Um, my, my my Mets fans are yeah. almost almost ready to be lobotomized <laughs> <laughs> because because. They come with another year. They did this around eight years ago when they had Paul Wilson and all these can't miss yeah. pitchers. And now they have all these can't miss pitchers. And then they start having yep. injuries. And, and uh, you know, Cespedes, is- how do you break it down? Twice. Twice. That fell on a right. farm or something. So, uh, so anyway, so the, 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 the Mets are a mess. And, and, um, Here's my surprise about Todd Frazier. Todd Frazier came over to the Yankees. Very well um, liked. Nazi, he was loved. Seriously, he was loved in the locker room. He was one of these players that was so happy to be on the – he was just glad yeah, to be there. He was. And, 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 and he wanted a two-year contract, and the Yankees – with, 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 with some of the players they had coming up, Andujar yeah. and, and, and Torres, I mean, there just wasn't a place for him. So he signs with the Mets, and he's a uh, kind of a role player. But, but then I hear about this fight going on, and personally, I'm in shock. They're, they're, they're moving lockers away from <laughs> Oh, yeah, because when they were back in Chicago, was well, that bananas? I yeah. mean... One one guy is saving the uniforms. Sal, <laughs> Sal cut up. Sal cut up. It's, it's, yeah. it, 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 it's it, not it's, good. It's, it's a good thing they're both real mature. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, oh, I would yeah. tend to side with Frazier and all Me of this. Too. Because Frazier yeah. seems to be the more down-to-earth person. And Eaton just, at times, has seemed completely out of his mind. Adam know, Eaton so. is a known asshole. Everybody <laughs> thinks. I'm, I'm, just, well, I'm calling it well, what you know, it is. They, I mean, people... That's people probably, speak that, poorly that's about him wherever he goes. And if you think about it, the dust-up has always started with Eden. Even, even what happened last yeah. week, it was Eden, John, walking off the field after he hit into a double play. Eden's a, be- Eden's a better yeah. player statistically, yes, but he's he like a real baby. 
Yeah. Yeah, when Fra- when Frazier first came to the Yankees, he had been on the college World Series winning team. He had been the, the shortstop. So when they introduced the team, the team went out. He went out and stood next to, to Jeter. So he was a, he was a nice story. But you know what? At, at a certain point, uh, it's interesting. Everybody can hit a 98-mile-an-hour fastball right. until, until right. they can't. And that's, that's really yep. where it is. All right. So let's move on here. Uh, the next uh, topic of discussion is Eugenio Suarez, the Reds' third baseman. He's nearly taken out by a herd of sausages in Milwaukee. Did you see this? <laughs> Are you aware of the sausage race, Jeff, that they do in Milwaukee? I, and, uh, uh, Leo, when I read that headline, I thought that this was like a gossip rag talking about Rock Hudson in the late 50s. <laughs> not quite, not quite. But, in, you know, Milwaukee, they have this sausage race. And poor, poor Suarez, poor Eugenio or Eugene was going out to his position. And he was at the warning track in front of the Reds dugout. And the sausages came right at him. And he had to kind of slide through him. And he's like, what the hell? You know, what the hell? I just thought that was funny. I hope people see, uh, you can see it on YouTube. Nice. All right. So, yeah, the, for whatever reason, the teams that I root for the Yankees and the now miserable football giants. There, there are no cheerleaders. There, there, there's no uh, Coney Island hot dogs running around the stadium. <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, can, can you, you imagine know, that in Philadelphia? And, that'd, be oh, like target, that'd be like target practice for their fans. <laughs> you, you, are, you are absolutely right. Um, guys, do I have a minute to talk about it? I, I know you're getting a uh, Cubs network. Yes, yes. And the, so let me, let me, I'm going to give you a very fast overview on this. Uh, the Yankees, for most of my life, were on WPIX, the Tribune Station, which God knows who's going to own them, okay? And then in, I'm going to say about 20 years ago, they put most of their games on the MSG mm-hmm. network, Bass's Gregard network. But at the same time, they sold 20, 25 games. You know, one year it was to... to, to to, to the Fox station one year it was to the... This is the um, situation we have now with the Cubs, too, where they're on all these different networks. But. Yeah, okay. So, so the Yankees get on the Yes Network 10 years ago, and the Yes Network wants to be on basic mm-hmm. cable. They don't, they don't want to be on a, on a, on a pay right. system. They, and uh, in New York, it starts off with, uh, with Yes not being on. It lasts about five days. And then for the last 10 years, yes, has been on. And the only disadvantage, and yes, and they, they continued to sell games. If you look at 25 to Tribune and the five or six that are on ESPN, and then the games are on Fox Sports right. 1, you probably come up around 30, 35 games that are not covered by yes. That's a lot. That's so the lot. Dodgers, yeah, yeah. So, so the, the the Dodgers come up, and at a time that the 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 organization who is going to start the uh, the Dodger network is is uh, is Time Warner, Time Warner right. Cable, and they they pay, they start. They're in a fourth year of a ten year deal. They also. The Dodgers want to be on, on a basic a, system. They want to be able, anybody should a, be able to turn to it. On a basic system. Paid. Yes. Um, Time Warner will not put them on a basic mm. system. They just will not. Now, 
So it has to be a premium what, package that the individual consumer has to buy. He has to say, I want the, the yeah. Dodger game. I, you know what? They're not even available no. on that. They're, 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 not available. they're not available to 60% of the market. That's, that's crazy. That's bad for future and, and, generation and, of Yankee fans. I'll tell you that right now. Yeah, Or Dodger uh, fans, yeah. But, 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 but I'll tell you the strangest thing of all, and the reason there's no urgency in this. The Dodgers are going to make up the difference that they would have gotten. Uh, Time Warner is going to make up the difference that they would have gotten from the Dodgers. So the Dodgers aren't getting hurt at all. So I, I, I don't know what the incentive is to, to ever change this. Um, no. Right? There were no games the last two years that, that were on regular over-the-air wow. television. This year, this year they did a 12-game uh, a 12 12 deal um, with KTLA. But, but there's a, I'm telling you, 60 spent, they're not coming over. They're not coming on basic. They're not coming over on dish. They're not coming over uh, on uh, any of the satellites. They're just sixty percent of the market cannot get what what comes up to be about seventy-five to eighty. That's so awful. And, and and I'll tell you. I mean, my sense is is this marquee network emerges for the Cubs that um, long term, this is not going to be the big money maker that the Cubs expect it to be. I mean, if they don't get it on regular cable service plans, they're going to be they're going to be in trouble. And uh, I don't know if it'll be good long term. Well, if, if you read the athletic article, yeah, towards the end was the real um, uh, the, was the real uh, interesting point of it, which is the reason why these big teams, which, by the way, as long as you're competitive and playing great baseball, this model potentially can be successful. But the only way that the Cubs can afford the Baez's and the Chris Bryant's of the future, and they're going to have to roll up the Brinks truck for players like this, is to have a TV uh, set up like this. Because basically what it showed was what it did for the Yankees and ultimately for the Dodgers' payroll as far as being able to pay these big daddy salaries. They couldn't do right. it without these TV networks. So there's, so there's that aspect. And as Leo, as Leo you know, I, and you and I have discussed um, in previous episodes about this, as long as the Cubs are playing well, this, this could be a success. And I think, you know, nobody likes change. In a couple of years from now, everybody will be paying the money if the Cubs are competitive. But if right. the Cubs take a nosedive, or the Dodgers, or the Yankees, I think these networks will struggle financially. They will. You, you know, when, we, when I first started talking to you guys, and it, was, it, it, it looked like the Cubs, were, were they – Guaranteed to win the World Series? No, but but it just everything was yeah. clicking, and I and I said to Leo, the next year is the toughest because it's very oh, tough no to repeat, and it's very tough to repeat because as the Dodgers did, as the Cubs did, as the Red Sox did last year, they kind of forget about the salary cap. They get every player that they need, and and right. they win. Now now the Red Sox are going without right. bullpen. Yeah. Right. They have no bullpen. They're so far so, over the luxury tax, it's not even funny. It's ridiculous. And, and now the Cubs seem to be – the Cubs are interesting. Who's the guy? I always get his name wrong. Schwarber. 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 Yeah. Is he just a guy who's never going to be what, what they hoped he was going to be? Tom, you what know? do you think, man? I well, mean, I, I still I like think, I think we've talked about this before. I think Schwarber would be best suited – 
in the American League as a full-time DH. He has a tremendous power. Um, lately, they've been inexplicably leading him off because he's, his on-base percentage is relatively high, and he's been drawing a lot of walks. But he's the fattest leadoff man I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's like Kirby Puckett without the talent. He's in better shape, though. He is in better shape. Yeah, yeah. He's in better shape than, uh, than people give him credit for. I still, you know, it's, maybe I'm, I'm a little sentimental about him because he's from southwestern Ohio and I'm from Cincinnati. So when you hear him talk, he sounds like people I grew up with. But, but I, I really like him, and I still think he has yet to reach his potential as a hitter. It may be for only one year, but there is an, I believe there is an MVP season in that kid. You know? All right. By the way, I, want, I do want Kendra's Morales to go because he's too fat to be. <laughs> okay, okay. And they said that about there, George there, there, Ruth. Be careful now. Well, that's right, but there are two guys – who were fat, who were great. CeCe and, and David yeah, Wells. Right. Didn't matter right, what they exactly. came in at. So I just don't the, like the way The thing about Schwarber is, is he reminds me a lot of Puig defensively, meaning he's kind of got hands of stone, but he's got a pretty good arm. He doesn't have as good arm as Puig does. Yeah. But they both struggle um, seemingly playing playing the outfield position. I've seen over the last couple of weeks Schwarber make a couple of bonehead plays. So. See, now I have a – okay, this, I'm, gonna, I'm just going to tell you my quick theory about Schwarber. And I think that, you know, he came up as a catcher, and they said, we, you, hit too well, you hit too good to be a catcher. We're going to make you an outfielder. We're going to make you a left fielder. And I think his credibility as a hitter is defined by his ability to catch. Yes. When he is catching – he, I, my theory is that when he catches, he's thinking along with his own pitcher and he's thinking along with what the other pitcher is going to do. And when you take that away, when you don't allow him to catch, he's not as good a hitter. I think that's yeah. it, but I can't prove it. So you know, he, I'm, you know, you know, if, if, if I may, I was thinking coming into this year that that was the issue with Stanton. You take the guy who has never right. DH you basically take him out of the outfield. You throw him in with new pitchers. So I was actually excited to see what Stanton was going to bring this year. And, and nothing so far, but it's so It early. is early. Well, he, he may yet come back first. and contribute. Yeah, he has to play. <laughs> exactly. He has to get a, All right, so let's quickly go through the week that was with the Chicago Cubs. Right. Uh, we'll go back to – we'll begin with last Sunday's game. The Cubs beat the Nationals 6-5. to five. Rizzo homers. Almora has three hits. Hendricks cruises for five innings, but then for the first time in four starts, he gets knocked around a little bit. Steve Ciszek gets a save over two and a third innings, but uh, the Cubs win the series, but they go three and three on the road trip. It's, it's kind of been on again, off again for this team. Well, Hendricks had, a, had a, almost a, either a perfect game or a no-hitter, and then yeah. the wheels absolutely fell off of him in that start. And, in fact, that was a precursor for things to come because, quite frankly, he struggled in his next outing, and, and Lester has struggled mightily in his last two outings. He really has. So, all right, moving on. Monday, Cubs lose to the Phillies 5-4. It's a big deal because Jake Arrieta makes his first start at Wrigley Field since leaving the Cubs for Philadelphia. He, he, he faces Darvish, who – replaced Arietta effectively on the Cubs. Um, he dominates for five innings, but the Phillies get to him for three runs. Cubs come back to take the lead, but, you know, it just, I mean, it, they, they lost this one when the bullpen fell apart, and that was kind of brutal. The, I, 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 I want to ask a quick question for you guys. Is Darvish to you like Ellsbury is to the Yankees? <laughs> no, he's, he's better. He's better than Ellsbury. Is he? Is he? I mean, okay. Ellsbury was pretty ineffective for you guys, and he was a, he was the reddest of red asses. The problem is with Darvish right. is, is 
He's always <laughs> been so soft. It just seems like there's something, I don't know, a, a, a component, a toughness that uh, he's been lacking. Although he did show it in yesterday's start, which we'll talk about in a second. All right. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll take Darvish over Ellsbury every single day of the week and twice on Sunday. <laughs> okay. Tuesday, Cubs uh, beat the Phillies 3-2. to two. They're down 2-1 in the ninth. They stage a two-run rally culminating in a pinch hit, first pitch walk-off RBI single by Javi Baez. And this who, is comes their... off the, who comes off the injured part of the bench to do it. Yes, that's right. He comes off the – they tape up his ankle, his gamey ankle – and he comes in and hits a line drive down the right field line, and the place goes nuts. What a, it was a fantastic win. It was their fourth walk-off win in their last eight home games, which I thought was pretty impressive. So, right. Well, does that, that, that is impressive, but it speaks about the, the bullpen, too, and we'll talk about that. There's a reason right. why they've had to walk off those games. All right, so we go from two days, Monday and Tuesday, where they play at Wrigley, and it's really, really difficult to hit. And now we go through a few days at Wrigley where it's really difficult to pitch. And I think that this is just sort of evident of, of how different the park plays on different, during different conditions. But the Cubs beat the Phillies 8-4. to four. Cole Hamels pitches, but he doesn't get past the fourth inning. Uh, Rizzo had a long home run. My oh, God. yeah, he did. I saw it live. That was he, he destroyed some light bulbs in the Budweiser sign. That, was, yep. that, was, that would have that been... Was, that was a Roy Hobbs moment. It was. It was. He would have... <laughs> If that Budweiser sign, if, if the park had been configured like it had been in the past, that would have broken a window in the building across the street. Well, that, they, that originally, have... they originally reported it as 473 feet, which would have made it the longest hit in the stat, stat cast error. Uh, but then they revised and said it was actually 437. I don't know how they can come up with that because I will tell you, I saw it live. That ball bounced off of that sign. That was not, yeah. It didn't like lob into the sign like a lot of right. home runs that die at the end. It still had a lot of life. It definitely would have went across the street if that sign wasn't there. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So Thursday, this is a day game. Cubs lose to the Phillies 7-9. and nine. They almost make a miraculous comeback. They get it's 9-7, Leo. Nine well, they got the tying run on, is what I'm saying. The tying run came to the plate. You it's know not 7-9. to nine. What are you, my wife? <laughs> so <laughs> Lester doesn't pitch well for the second straight start, but the Cubs' defense doesn't help him. There's some unearned runs. Uh, Chatwood is given in at bat, which I thought was great. He's a right. pitcher. Yeah. He doubled. He doubled in a, and and drove in a run. I thought that was pretty cool. He so, was in the on deck circle yesterday, so they're they're gonna they're gonna use him kind of like they did back in the Zambrano days. But, that's uh, right. That's right. All right. So Friday, five to six. Uh, sorry, six to five. <laughs> the Reds beat the Cubs six to five. Um, I hate the Reds these days. I used to, I'm from Cincinnati. I used to be a Reds fan, but this is a game the Cubs should have won. The bullpen no allows three runs. And the Cubs blow a late lead on a home run by the Cub killer, Eugenio Suarez. And it's clear that the bullpen is a problem. And, okay, and... so let, let's stop the little train right now. We want yeah. to talk about this game. This was yes. the worst defeat of the season for the Cubs. Wow. And, and, and for a couple of reasons. One of the reasons is, is that you're losing to the Reds. It's like, you know, come on. At least, you know, at least the Yankees are beating up on the, on the Kansas Cities and the Baltimores of the world. The, the, the Cubs must win games like this. And it, it just really underscored um, the problem with the bullpen. So I kind of alluded to it a few minutes ago, and I'm going to talk about it uh, uh, again right now. And so when you look at the bullpens in the major leagues, and, and, and this is what drives me nuts about Joe Manton, is that the Cubs are 28 out of 30 teams in bullpen effectiveness. Basically, we, we have blown 
10 out of 11, or, uh, 11. 11 out of 21 save opportunities yeah. for a 48 percent uh, conversion rate. That's that's extraordinarily poor for a first place team. In <laughs> fact, it's quite <laughs> remarkable that they're actually in first place with because the teams that they're surrounded at the bottom of this bullpen mess are the Kansas City's. Baltimore, they're the worst teams in the league. Actually, Boston's down there, too, this season. You know, the best teams are Minnesota, the White Sox, Cleveland, San Francisco, teams like that. But what really made me mental is that at the end of the game, first of all, Leo, as you well know, because we text back and forth during the games, Yes, Madden makes me crazy with, with the way he handles bullpens. He's not very good. I, you know, I learned by, I'll say this a million times. I learned from Sparky Anderson. If you can't get the ball over the plate, take the pitcher out of the damn game. I don't care who you have in the bullpen. I don't care how taxed they are. I don't want to hear all of this crap because back in the day, you had relief pitchers pitching three innings. You had starters pitching 130, 30 pitches a game. This is just bull crap. But he stood in front of the media and said, oh, you know, this is just a, a game. It just happens. You know, I try to yeah. stay in my lane. You know, I love that commercial about staying in your lane. I'm like, you know what? If, if if Sparky was there, he would have been so pissed. He would have had his pipe in his mouth. He would have had steam coming out of his head over a loss <laughs> like that. But Matt is like, hey, let's have a group hug. You know what, But that's, Matt, but that's, the, that's the strength. That, a it's not a strength. You cannot treat a loss like that. It was a devastating loss. And they almost lost again last year, or I mean yesterday, to this, yeah. to this same crappy Reds team. We've got a shit bullpen. We had a shit bullpen last year. They haven't done anything to refortify it. And I'm telling you right now, we're not winning any World Series with that bullpen. Now, let me get off my double steel reinforced uh, soapbox. <laughs> Well, I think I think you you make some points that you're right. I mean, the the, the it is an issue, the bullpen and and the the pressure I think is squarely on the shoulders of Epstein and Hoyer to provide some relief, somebody who can come in and close some games. And we're not talking about just one arm. We may be talking about two or three, you know, guys that they may have to trade for or bring up from the minors to to really uh, nail things down. Um, the good news, I think, uh, from my point of view, is that things can only get better you know <laughs> you eternal optimist you i am i am eternal optimist. <laughs> madden has had you know you 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 mentioned that we've blown 11 saves 11 saves by seven different pitchers yeah you know that's yep. that's he just hasn't had somebody like a brandon morrow or an aroldis chapman that he could just point to and say go do the ninth and it's and it's disturbing you know what happens yeah. when you keep using the same band-aid eventually it doesn't stick anymore and that's no, the doesn't. problem with the cubs yeah. Well, you know, I, uh, they'll sort it out. I mean, th- it is amazing or that not. they're still in, that they have a two and a half game lead right. over the Brewers and they're still, you know, and their bullpen has been as bad as it is. We're, All right. So Saturday, we're, we're, one yes, last thing. We're, oh. we're, we're like the Yankees in the sense that we're lucky to be where we're at right now because of the way that the Brewers and the Cardinals are playing. That's really yeah, that yeah. simple. It is that simple. If the Brewers had been playing better, you know, uh, they would definitely have surpassed the Cubs oh, yeah. certainly this last week. Yeah where the Cubs have been about 500. And then, okay, so yesterday the Cubs beat the Reds 8-6. to six. Um, It's six home runs are hit. Tyler Chatwood comes in, and, you know, here he is. He's the uh, Swiss Army knife. He comes in and gets the save. And, uh, you know, Darvish was amazing. Yep. He allows five runs or six runs, but he pitches into the eighth inning. And I thought one of his best outings of the year. There's no doubt. He was tipping his pitches, though, if you notice that that – um, even going in for, into from like the sixth on where he started giving up the bulk of his runs. I thought Darvish pitched extremely well. 
I, you know me, I'm very bullish on Darvish. I think he's, he just, you know, every pitcher that's come back from that injury of his needs time to kind of work it out. He's in that process. And, I, you know, going back to what we originally talked about, I think Darvish is going to be fine. He's not, he's not the issue. What I was encouraged about, Chat was pitching his ass off right now. He's not walking hitters like he was before. And this guy, Maples, uh, yeah, Dylan Maples who got the win, this uh, reliever from Iowa. You know, maybe yeah. they need to give him a shot at being the closer because he's got that 98 to 100-mile-an-hour velocity. I don't right. know. No, we'll see. You know, it's, it, it's very interesting, this team. I love following this team, and I love even – I even love a little bit to see them struggle because they really <laughs> handle – no, I'm serious. I do too. It makes it interesting. It, it makes it interesting, and they handle it so well, so professionally. Right. I really admire guys like Rizzo oh, and yeah. Baez and, and, you know, Almora. All these guys are just such good ball players. And they're all, this, they, they're all non-plus. None of them, if you notice, nobody seems to be – and I think that is a reflection of how good Madden, you know, handles the modern players is that there just doesn't – nobody seems to be in a panic mode. No, you're right. You're right. Hey, hey guys, I got good news. Hmm. And the good news is that Skype. No, no Skype. All right. Okay. And, and so, uh, Leo, we got a couple more items to, uh, yes. before we get to you, this week. You wanted baseball. to talk about uh, what uh, Daniel Descalso. Daniel yeah. Descalso. Yeah. yeah, Descalso. Um, they need to, and and you know, as you correctly pointed out, they're out of options with Descalso. They can't send them down, right? Because they right. really should send them down. But they did send down Mark Zagunas. Yes. Um, which I thought was a, is a positive thing. They brought up arms. They, they definitely needed them. And then I, I just wanted to talk briefly about Jim Deshays, the, yeah. the, basically the booth color man for on uh, TV, the, on the on TV, TV side. for the Cubs. Um, and uh, I've been really critical of this guy over the years. And I mm -hmm. have to say he's having a tremendous season. If you listen to him, and, and as I have, just kind of like Jeff, I've seen most of all the games on TV, I just think he's doing a tremendous job. And, and it's either, either I'm getting more accustomed to him or he's getting better as an announcer, but some of, his, some of his stuff is just spot on. I don't know whether you've noticed. I think their TV, their TV broadcast team is among the best in the majors because you hear these teams, these, these, these pairs from – Milwaukee, I know. Kansas Detroit. City, and it's just Detroit. They're just it's it's they're amateurs. They're milk toast. It's milk yeah. toast. See, listen to me. Listen to me, David Cohn. Yeah. If there was a if there was a drinking game, <laughs> every time he says says analytics, <laughs> you you you'd be passed out by the same. Yeah, but he was such a great pitcher. Whereas the I love David Cohn. The, I love. The yeah. was not a great pitcher, and he's a better announcer than he was a pitcher. They were they were talking about they, they, what, my favorite Jim, Jim Deshays moment was like last season, where uh, you know they were ahead by a lot and there weren't any options available in the bullpen. So uh, Anthony Rizzo had to come in and pitch two right. innings. <laughs> so, he, so he pitches one inning, and then he comes up to bat, and then he draws a walk. And Deshay says, he needs to call for the jacket. Bring out the jacket. <laughs> and I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was, yeah. you know. So, anyway. So, so what, what's, what, we got time for this week in baseball history. Let's... This week in baseball history. Oh, I've got some good ones. Okay. So, we're going to go back to May 20th, 1959. All right. Yeah. This is this, these are all Yankee kind of related. Good, good. But the first one is the Yankees slip into last place. Wow. This is 1959 when the team drops a 13 to six decision to Detroit in was, the Bronx. Wait, was Stengel a was Stengel the manager at this? He point? was. He okay. was. He was. Yeah, Stengel, Stengel gets fired after Pittsburgh after the, after Maseroski's home run. Okay. After okay. Maseroski's home run. But this is the first time in 19 years 
that the Yankees have been in last place in the American League. Wow. Which I thought that wow. was pretty fun. All right. So going on to May 20th, 1976, a shoving match after a home plate collision between Lou Pinella and Red Sox catcher Carlton Fisk escalates into a bench clearing brawl. Greg Nettles and Bill Lee fight so fiercely <laughs> that Lee suffers a separation of his shoulder and, and basically ruins his career. Jeff, do yeah. you remember this? I do. I mean, uh, I mean, are you talking about Bill Spaceman Lee? That is exactly who I'm talking about. He <laughs> never pitched the same after. Oh, my God. I mean, it's not like he was a hard thrower to begin with. Right, but, uh, right. He was a very effective pitcher for a while, though. But, I mean, but that the Yankees won the division that year, right, Jeff? I mean, in 76? That, was this kind oh, of yeah. a turning oh, point? Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 76 was a chance right, home right. run. And, it was, and, and swept, swept by the but, Red uh, Sox. But this, you know, this must have been a turning point in that year for the Yankees. I, I have to admit, to, to feel that, you know, anyway. All right. So May 24th, 1986, Billy Martin, who's drunk at the time, is fired as the coast of Saturday Night Live by executive producer Lorne Michaels when Martin slurs his line during a skit. And then, and then Martin <laughs> sets fire to the dressing room. Do you but, remember but this? I do because at, later in the show he actually was rehired by Steinbrenner uh, oh, okay. to, to finish the show. <laughs> so it was all it had to be all like a gag. It was all a skit. No, you know? I, I don't think that was a gag. Martin was a, was a notorious alcoholic, and uh, um, anyways, that it, it, uh, sad it sad demise too. Uh, yeah, that. it is sad. It is sad. All right, so we go back. The last one we're going to go back all the way to May twenty fifth, nineteen nineteen, and. <laughs> Now, Casey Stengel is traded yeah. by the Dodgers in the offseason. And yeah. he's at the plate playing at Ebbets Field, calls time. He steps out of the batter's box. The Ebbets Field crowd, they're just giving him hell. They're just razzing him. He tips his cap, and a bird flies out from underneath his uh, hat. And he gives the <laughs> Pittsburgh fan, he gives him the bird. Nice. Which, uh, Lovely. Yeah. Now, what, what I wanted to say, Jeff, now, is it true that your father took you to that game in 1919? <laughs> okay. No. Not quite. No. <laughs> Not quite. It's a little before your time. Take, take all the shots you want, boys. <laughs> hey, if I want this kind of abuse, I'll just go home. Yeah, uh, exactly. See, uh, I, I, have, I have a yeah, question that yeah. might be interesting. Now, I'm not in... You know, it's not like you're kind of corner and I get a Rambler American. But I thought maybe if you're up to it, maybe we should talk right after the All-Star break to see. That sounds great to me. That that might be a great idea. That sounds like a great idea. Absolutely. We are unfortunately out of time for today, Leo. Send us us, uh, us out. All right. All right. Well, thanks for listening to all of our listeners. And I want to thank Jeff for uh, being on the show once again. Thank you. Great talking to you guys as always. Have a good one. You do say. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys.